a very special episode of Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're living for and longing for in our queer community. I am Lucy Cecil. And I am Olivia Gargar-Taylor. <gasps> that is that a bit of, a, bit of an Easter egg, a bit of a hint as to what might be coming off Olivia? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a very indelicate Easter egg, but that's just me. <laughs> I should have been, I want to be Lucy Germanotta Cecil. <laughs> oh, lovely. Thank you. Thank you. And how are we today, Olivia? We're all right. Yeah, just staring out into the dark grey skies. Our salad days are behind us of um, gorgeous sunshine. Did buy a paddling pool that is coming in the next couple of weeks. So not (laughs) sure. It is meant to be getting better, though, in the next couple of weeks for like the latter stages of June going into July. So hopefully, hopefully we'll get to use it. It's just hard to believe that it was just so nice for so long. Bit tricky, I guess, because we've had this good weather, which has meant that we've been able to do the socially distant walks and sort of a couple of meetups and things which is going to be difficult if it's chucking it down all the time so I have to get that cagoule on absolutely get that cagoule on still get out there and uh get that fresh air I I mean I like rain I'm pleased for it for the earth but um like it is weird how it can go from like 28 degrees one day to like 12 degrees the next in this country is wild yeah I think I think <laughs> I just miss being able to work outside all day and just hanging out yeah. in the garden all day like we were saying we feel like we've lost a room in the house because right yeah you don't we haven't really been spending any time indoors other than to like come in make dinner and go to sleep so yeah it's just different it's fine it's good for the allotment yeah very good good for all our plant friends and um like you say i'm sure the weather will turn again and then you'll just be in that paddling pool working in the paddling pool like a laptop in the paddling pool on zoom a laptop on like a on like a floaty pineapple yeah (laughs) a floating swan and then you can just carry on i'd love that for me and i'm sure all my colleagues would as well how are you this week lucy yeah i'm fine i uh um continuing to be furloughed which was something i was not um, aware of at the last time we recorded um and i'm okay with it uh it's just all seems quite sort of normal ish now i mean it's not like normal in inverted commas you know what i mean and i'm very used to the huge mash of days and not really understanding time anymore but um just like i said to you before we came on here just like deciding to when to get out of bed (laughs) so (laughs) but i am fine so what are you living and longing for this week well this week i am living for something that i did this past weekend which was really fun and as we've discussed before it is very nice to have some kind of event even though time feels like there are no events anymore other than just really difficult and horrible things that you hear on the news um so a sort of little sense of normalcy and excitement um means a lot like during this time so I was meant to be going on holiday to Lisbon last week and my girlfriend decided to bring Lisbon to us which was very nice Nice. So yeah, so we had so she came round and obviously in the garden and she'd like brought all of this food. So we had like I guess it's like not Portuguese really, more sort of like tapas, but just loads of bits, so many bits, and all bits to like make like a sangria. And then we did a Zoom call with seven drag queens in a bar in Lisbon 
who are all quarantining together, who <sighs> did a Zoom drag show and how to for how to make Portuguese sangria. And it was oh, really wow! fun. That sounds so good. What that's like that's like the closest you could get to recreating probably what like an evening of yours would have been. Yeah. Out in would uh, have Portugal. Done exactly those things. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that was really nice. The drag queen that led it was called Miss Africa, I think okay. was her name. And yeah, she was really nice. And all of her mates that she lived with were really nice as well. And was like teaching you the differences between like Spanish sangria and Portuguese sangria. And we asked for recommendations for where to go for when we went again. And they like gave us loads of recommendations and just said, you know, nice. like, follow us and we'll give you more if you want them and like stay in touch and come and see us. So it was just really nice. We had a great time. And that is what I am and was living for that was super fun and what I am longing for is getting into this week's episode Lucy but before we do that I'm going to ask you what you are living for this week. So I am living for similarly a a ray of light during these times something that was very funny that happened in our household last week we I feel like like you say like the things at the moment that are sort of fun are like so fun because there's like not much else so it's like lowered yeah (laughs) and also I feel like the highs are really high and the lows are really low um totally for me and uh last week we have like a family uh zoom call on a Friday night where we have dinner together and for the past two weeks my brother-in-law has done like a quiz and which have been like one was when he was road testing a quiz he was doing for his mates and then he specifically wrote we loved it so much he specifically wrote like a quiz for us for the next week which was really good Mm -hmm. it was loads of fun and it was great and we were just like so excited to be like doing something fun and then afterwards when the quiz finished we said like good night to everyone me and Izzy and I were like how do we keep the fun going we've got to keep having fun what do we do now and then I was like well karaoke just started doing like karaoke off of youtube <laughs> like singing so loud it was so dumb i'm like just singing out on the balcony and then um, uh, i brought this mic into the room <laughs> so funny <laughs> and um yeah and we just had the most uh, stunning renditions of a couple of songs not for too long so I don't want to like, annoy everyone too much because we're being very loud but uh yeah it was just very a proper like moment of collective joy in our little household and it made me very happy so that was nice what did you sing we started off, well my absolute classic i'm sure you can guess what it was but um we started with a little respect a you know a, a go-to in the karaoke world. Other highlights were Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley. Aww. And also, I know, which was also very emotional, but also a stunning high energy rendition of Heat Wave by Wiley. Oh, yeah. Do you know that song? What a tune. Um, for the Elvis one, have you ever seen Fools Rush In with Matthew Perry? No. Is that like a rom com? Classic movie. Love that movie. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, so it stars Matthew Perry and Salma Hayek, and oh. they like have this one date or whatever, and then she gets pregnant, and they're you know just in different worlds, and it's about how they sort of converge their two lives together, and also a bit not, and all of the kind of difficulties that um, come from that, and then that song is in um, the movie. That sounds great i want to watch that (laughs) yeah and there's this bit so like he moves um he moves to like be with her 
and then he's just like being sad about his old life and whatever and then he like goes to stare at the sea because he's done something wrong and then she comes to find him and <laughs> she has like um fedexed these like new york hot dogs to because <laughs> he was like missing the hot dogs and that's how you know that they're in love because she like bought him hot dogs oh my god hot dogs rush in <laughs> <laughs> that exactly. sounds great god i would love a hot dog i haven't had a hot dog in so long what kind of hot dog would it be would it be like a bratwurst like a like a crunchy outside one i like yeah that would be really good my main thing about hot dogs i'm not like that bothered about like what kind of sausage it is i just want it to be loads of mustard and loads of onions that's basically it for me that's what i want we can live in dream maybe that's what i'm longing for (laughs) yeah maybe that is what you're longing for but um other than the hot dog smothered in mustard and onions what else are you longing for this week well i too like you i'm longing to absolutely crack on with this as i mentioned at the top special we bring to you a special episode of queer longing now as anyone i hope who've listened to this podcast knows lady gaga released her most recent album unto us chromatica a couple of weeks ago and we wanted to do a sort of one-time special ep all about the album because we're completely obsessed correct I concur with your statement. Yeah, so what we thought we would do is just sort of talk a bit about the album and then we thought we would go through each song. That's right, everybody. We're going to go through each song, letting you know what we think about it. Whether you like it or not, this is happening. Before we do that, Lucy, I wanted to ask you, I mean, I think I probably know a bit of this anyway. I think we've probably talked about it on the podcast before, but given that this is a special Lady Gaga episode... I wanted to ask you, what does Lady Gaga mean to you? Oh, it's, that's, that's a big question there, Liv. <laughs> uh, you know it's loaded. Um, like, uh, yeah, I have spoken about this on the podcast before, actually. I think when we sort of spoke at the beginning of the year and we talked about, like, what huge queer things had happened in the past decade and stuff like that, because it was the close of a decade. And I spoke about Lady Gaga and her impact on my personal coming out at you sort of around uni time and how she kind of provided she provided me like this like bridge into my queerness but also like into sort of like pop music which was like you know one and the same at at that time and I would say she represents to me it was actually really interesting because when I first listened to this album that day um and that week I was having a very low point of the lockdown, feeling very sort of lost and not uh, very happy. And I listened to the album lying in bed at midnight because I happened to just still be awake because I haven't been sleeping very well. And I was like, oh, why don't I just listen now? Because I can, it's, it's out. So I put my headphones on, blasted it loud um, and listened to it. And I felt again, that sort of like a hand being reached out to me to like feel better and uh, it felt it kind of it really actually hit me how it felt like it was repeating how it felt at uni and how Lady Gaga had given me that hand and how it was happening again and I was like oh god <laughs> it, was, it was quite powerful actually for me in that moment so yeah she means a lot um, and she represents a lot to me and I think when I it's funny that like when I have really needed that kind of thing it has been her like twice in, in in two separate times in my life I think that's quite interesting so she will always be very very important to me what does she mean to you <laughs> yeah I think not dissimilarly to you I think that there's I think for most people a handful or at least a couple of 
artists that sort of punctuate people's lives and especially their sort of adulthood going from kind of teenagedom into adulthood and beyond so it's kind of for me she's done that obviously her first I think her first song came out when we were in first year or maybe a little bit before that yeah and I think you know in my mind that was when my adulthood sort of began and I feel like the different versions of myself that I've kind of evolved through as an adult have been marked by her different sort of evolutions and there's always an association there to kind of you knew where you were and who you were when Lady Gaga was doing X. So you can just relate to those sort of key moments in your life through albums, through different sort of iterations of her creativity. And like you say, when it comes to um, queerness and friendships and self-expression and, you know, love for friends and relationships, you can't separate the two. So yeah, um, intrinsically and forever, linked to Lady Gaga so I guess the next question is obviously we're talking about this album specifically you mentioned that you listened to it during a sort of very emotional state sort of mirroring similar events that had gone before and how she was a sort of antidote to pain in a lot of ways not that you can't really separate those two things you know the album as it is and your experience that you're experiencing at the time of listening so I guess a sort of holistic first look what did you think uh I was um like blown away by it in a way like it was it was it was so much more than I thought it would be um it's such a like album that is like an experience you know it's from beginning to end it goes through it's got your little interludes etc which I love and like I found myself when I was listening to it, and this has not happened to me for a long time when I listened to like new music or whatever, where I was like, I like audibly gasped and like laughed and uh, like I cried. Like there was a lot, like it was proper like visceral reactions, but good ones to it, which I loved and was super great. I mean, I think for me as like a, as a whole, the album like sort of perfectly puts into sound like, the feeling the like euphoric feeling of like being in the club with your mates like I think that there's so much of it is super like euphoria building up to like big like overarching like choruses and big beats and stuff that just really is like reminiscent of the club and like um I felt like so euphoric at that point listening to it the first time because I felt like I was at once in the club and also so far from the club <laughs> like it was a really weird like mash of feelings there um but yeah no huge fan can you tell I can tell <laughs> how did you uh find it as holistically what would be your uh review I think it's a rare thing these days to have this collective moment where you feel like the world or at least like the small slice of world that you inhabit is having this collective experience and especially one that pertains to um, music and not just a song, but an album that hasn't happened in the last sort of 10 or so years, really. And if it does, it happens very rarely. So I think the fact that pretty much everyone that I knows who is sort of close to me or a similar age, um, 
was doing that with this album like there was a sense of excitement there was a sense of collective listening and a forensic excited analysis of each song of the album as a whole and just treating it with with like a reverence that you don't normally get anymore with sort of bodies of work people will just sort of extract a couple of bangers or just you know listen to singles and listen to like watch the odd music video but not engage fully with a whole album it has to take something really special to do that and so to me that was a really special thing about chromatica i think for me what i really liked about it is that it just massively sort of leans into every emotion whether it's you know pain whether it's joy whether it's dancing in a club with your friends whether it's a feeling of euphoria or like you know the complete opposite of that it spans all of those emotions and so it's full of as well as sort of looking at the now and it feels like something that she's experiencing in the present and writing about in the present it also looks back at her life and her career and there's a a lot of callbacks and sort of little easter eggs to where she's come from but it's not it's not in a sense of being stuck it's in a sense of just kind of noticing and taking stock it feels like whilst it's this very present thing it's also her whole world and when she talks about it on Zane Lowe's show. She said, you know, my whole experience, my life is Chromatica. And that makes sense when you listen to this album because it doesn't feel like something which is just stuck in one singular bit of time. It just feels like her whole being in a way. Yeah. So that's what I really liked about this. It feels very timeless. It feels like musically and sort of tonally, it spans a lot like a lot of the things that make Gaga Gaga and make her music so uniquely her all of that is in this album it's not like you know she's doing one jazz album she's doing one album where she goes back to her home and finds out about Joanne or you know like it's it a sum of all of the parts rather than just one thing so to me as a Gaga fan that felt super exciting yeah absolutely Okay, and on the sort of subject, as you say, of the whole of Gaga, her entirety, the sum of all of her parts, she contains multitudes. Um, And I wanted to do a quick little quiz that I found on the inter-online websites, um, uh, which will finally, because I know we've all been asking, um, decidedly tell us, which Lady Gaga era are you? Ooh. Yeah, so this is just a few questions and we're going to find out which one you are. Now, this is recent, so it has Chromatica in this. So, um, you know, fingers crossed. Okay, Olivia. It's your birthday. You celebrate it. I'm just going to read these all out. You have to remember there's quite a few. Mm. Me and my girls are going to the club. I'm throwing a hoedown, of course. A classy evening at a wine bar. We're headed to the cinema, darling. I don't know, but alcohol will be involved. As long as I'm dancing, I'm happy. A house party with my closest friends, heading to the gig in a show-stopping outfit. <laughs> Which are you doing? I also think so many of those are like the same thing. <laughs> They're all the, yeah, the same. The, the gig going out, the club are all the same. Yeah, the hoedown, the alcohol. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to say the club. Yeah, I was the same. Okay. Which word best describes you? Outgoing groundbreaking, 
theatrical, chaotic, sophisticated, introspective, passionate, or fun? <laughs> I think probably outgoing. Yeah, I think that's good. That's a good choice. I hate things like that. Right, okay. Again, there are a lot of them are the same. Yeah. Choose an iconic artist to collaborate with, okay? Are you ready? You, Olivia Taylor, can collaborate with Feet. Ariana Grande, Beyonce, Blackpink, Bradley Cooper, Elton John, Flo Rider, eh? Florence and the Machine, Tony Bennett. Flo Rider. <laughs> yes! <laughs> very pleased about that. Okay. There can be a hundred people in a room. How many of them need to believe in you, though? All 100, otherwise I'm not doing my job right. As many as possible. No one but me, of course. Just one other person. Just one. <laughs> That's right. She knows. Right. You've just won an award. What award is it? Is it an Academy Award? A Billboard Music Award? A CDFA Style Icon Award? A Golden Globe Award? A Grammy? An MTV Video Music Award? A Nobel Peace Prize? Or a People's Choice Award? A Grammy. Yes, she's getting that Grammy. Right. Olivia Taylor, what is in your teacup? Is it... <laughs> what? Because, <laughs> you know, she had the, like, the iconic thing of her like sipping the tea. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, fine. So, right, what is in your teacup? Teacup. Is it Cabernet Sauvignon, Cab Sav? Is it Champagne, Mojito, Pinot Grigio, Poison, Tea, Vodka or Whiskey? Oh, champagne. Yeah, thank you. Okay, pick one. Ali Main, Joanne, Lady Gaga, Stephanie Germanotta. Lady Gaga. Yeah. It's the apocalypse. Which planet are you escaping to? <laughs> Mercury, Mars, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Chromatica? <laughs> Chromatica. Imagine choosing another one. I know. <laughs> I love these because they're always so dumb. Oh, which I it's calculating the results. <gasps> you are the fame. That's uh, the same one I got. <laughs> and I think that that is um, correct because that is when our, our love began and that is when we were probably Pete Gaga then and now, I would say. So, yes, it makes yeah. sense. Okay, great. I'm so glad we did that. Me too. I feel soothed by, by the result. Uh Right, so I think it's about time that we went through the tracks, don't you? I do. So the way we're going to do it is go through the tracks one by one. As you know, we're on Zoom because of hashtag these uncertain times. So what we're going to do is go on mute, listen to the song, and then come back here with our thoughts. Obviously, each of us has listened to the album many times, but... In, in an effort to make it kind of as immediate and on an even keel as possible. This is how we're going to do it. Yes, keep it fresh and funky. So yeah, that's us. I also think we should uh, just decide at this point, each of the chromatical one, two and three shall be connected to their next song. Yes, okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> so first up, we're going to listen to chromatical one and Alice. Da, da, ooh, la, la. Hello, and we're back. Oh, Olivia, have we not just arrived? We have arrived at Chromatica. We have (laughs) crash-landed on the planet, and we're not mad. (laughs) We're like, it's like when you get to the club, 
We're getting so close for everyone. We're choosing where we're going to stand. We're ready for it. It's such a good like start. I love we it. We realise that the VSs are on offer three for five pounds. We get a blue one, a red one, and a yellow one. Obviously. And we're having the best time. I'm <laughs> in our fingers trying to hold the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Other hand, dancing. Uh, yes. Thoughts on this as a track? I think it's a great beginner to the album. Yeah, what, what, do, you, what do you think of it? Let me start with Chromatica 1. Okay. Of course. The of first course. Um, introduction into the album before we move into Alice. So Chromatica 1, all I can say is absolute epic majesty. I'm seeing seascapes. I'm seeing violins. I'm seeing lovers kissing on boardwalks. I'm seeing every baby that's ever been born. I'm seeing sunsets, <laughs> sunrises, the last, you know, five minutes of your life in one bundle of epic Disney saccharine emotion that is chromatic yes flowers are blooming stars are twinkling the wind is absolutely in our hair <laughs> absolutely and everything is doing that thing you know like sometimes when you watch documentaries and they like um they like record a plant growing and then they speed it up everything yes doing exactly exactly um yeah i remember when, when i first listened you know i pressed play on the album and i had like no idea it was gonna have these sort of you know interlude bits or whatever and i was like oh of course it is. Like, this is perfect. And I was like, this is a great scene setting. Perfect. And then straight into Alice's thoughts. Alice, well, take me to Wonderland because I'm already there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who is Alice? I, as I said on Instagram, I'm changing my name by deep poll. I'm just, I'm Alice now. So that's just me. But what, yeah. What did you, what did you think of the song I think it's um a few people I've spoken to didn't like it as much but I really like this one I think it's like a good club banger yeah I think it's a really good club banger I really like it I like it sort of like go to wonderland theme um although well I mean I say I like that but my only um problem with it is that is the allusions to Alice in Wonderland which I find actually like super cringe whenever people are like obsessed with Alice in Wonderland which you know quite a lot of adult people are Oh, like, um, yeah, so <laughs> like, like, like adults who like minions. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's my only problem with it. But I do think it's a really great banger. I'm into it. I feel blessed to have the middle name Alice. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> I do. I am Alice. I used to have, it, it reminds me, uh, it made me laugh when I first heard it because it reminded me that I used to have on my, my, my MySpace, I used to write Lucy Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> oh wow okay what an omission please be kind to me okay well thank you for being vulnerable at this at this time <laughs> shall we move on to the next song yes and this song oh, what a song it can only be one and that song is the one it's the only it's stupid love da, da, la, la. well ba, 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 ba. Um, don't mind me. Oh. I um I just got in from GAY. I've just been there the past <laughs> three and a half minutes. Absolutely, I hundred percent agree. That song just like transports me to the clubs. Oh, I mean, I, we've we've spoken about Stupid Love before on the podcast because it came out obviously as a single whilst um we were making podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it just it does not age for me it's like the perpetual banger um i love it so much 
I agree. And I just can't believe that we've been robbed of the opportunity to dance to this in a sweaty club. I think that I reached peak quarantine moment just then, dancing with you, mouthing the lyrics on mute via Zoom to a song that you can't dance to together in real life, but we absolutely 100% would be otherwise. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. There's a bit, there's a kind of game or like a thing that that me and my girlfriend do about songs, which some songs fit into the category of like songs that should be the soundtrack when you're driving in Mario Kart. Right, (laughs) okay. And <laughs> Malibu, I you but- just like driving, like, and it's like nice weather or whatever. Yeah, mind <laughs> slow. Yeah, no, specifically Mario Kart. So Malibu by Kim Petras is one of them, and okay. um, Stupid Love is the other, mainly because of their bit. Mm-hmm. And we were saying the other day when they came up with that little hook, they must have just been like, "Go home, go home." I know, like. That's it. That's 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 the that's yeah. That's the end and the you're beginning and everything do, else. You're never going to do better than that. I was reading a review of that song in Slate, and it says it's the album lead single and Gaga's highest charting non-star is born song in more than half a decade, with Gaga at her most majestic and little complication in the way. Some days I want to run from this song. And some days I want to run towards it just as hysterically. Why'd she do that to me? <laughs> That's perfect. I love that. Yeah, no, it's so great. I love, I always think, um, like, you know, the bit before it gets to sort of like the chorus where she goes like, hiya, hiya. I always yeah. like hear it like, hiya. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just seeing all your mates like, hiya. That's going like to be us fast. just like maniacally screaming hiya to each other when we can. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Yes, I want everyone's stupid love and I can't wait so next up we have another single from the album and this is the first collab on the album and it is Rain On Me with Ariana Grande you a bit drenched I'm dripping (laughs) absolutely soaked to the core with the purest pop banger I love that song I think it is great I remember when it when it came out, obviously it was released before the full album and it was just like such an exciting moment in time. Everyone was obviously very excited to see what the collab was going to be like with Ariana. Um, and I think they did a stunning job. Or what do you think about it? I think that, I mean, is it a bit tired to conflate Rain with being sad and stuff like that as a metaphor? Yeah, maybe it is. Do I care? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I, 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 see, I thought that as well. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but after listening to her on Zane Lowe, she also said that it was a metaf- metaphor for like all the drinking she was doing um, and how yeah. it's actually a, a bit about like drinking too much and like being like, I feel sort of, it's all like a bit of a darker turn than you might expect in that song of like, I feel trapped and I need some solace. And sometimes she found that through drink. Um, and I thought that was interesting as like a, a turn on it. Um, yeah, and I think the lyric, I'd rather be dry, but at least I'm alive, 
is interesting because I think a lot of times for like bangers they have to rely on like lyrically have to rely on like absolutes or sort of like extreme statements to be like the most happy or the most sad whereas she's kind of like reckoning with a bit of a compromise in order to survive it's like well you know I'd rather be doing a bit better than I am but at least I'm here and I'm sort of chugging on like doing the best I can it's very rare to have that message in a pop banger in this way Yes. And I just can like hear that in the club with all of our mates. And like, I, I think um, it's, it's, you know, this album is proving to be one of those things where like, there are so many tracks that could come on and we'd all be like ecstatic about it. And I think that is a good sign of a great album. Yeah. And I think it's also a song about resiliency and being able to, you know, metaphor intended weather the storms of life and obviously um ariana grande it's been very well documented in the past couple of years all the struggles that she has had to endure and go through with relationships with um the bombing in manchester and the tragic suicide of her boyfriend so she's had a lot to to deal with and reckon with very publicly over the past few years so I thought it was a really sort of fitting collaboration um, when it's about this sort of subject matter to bring Ariana in I think that their voices as well really complement each other absolutely yeah and I for one um, speaking of voices obsessed with Lady Gaga bringing in her like robotic voice of rain on me I (laughs) I love that I love I love her robot voice like she's she's an amazing she's an amazing singer but I was thinking especially as we move further down into um the album she does the robot voice quite a lot and I'm not mad I love the robot voice I am here for it I am living and longing for it big up the robot voice forever (laughs) so let's dive in next to Free Woman oh gaga bringing another banger to us with a powerful message. I'm a fan. What do you think of Free A Woman? I mean, I basically like every song on this album, spoiler alert, so most of it's just going to be hugely positive. I think we see a little bit of um, a sea change in this song to the previous. It's still a pop banger, but it's um, obviously got um, a message behind it if you have read any of the press around it you know it's her sort of reckoning with her sexual um, assault that happens to her um, by a music producer and it's about how she reclaims her body and her womanhood and um, her story after this um, happens to her and it's yeah I, I, I think the lyrics are really a really poignant um this is my dance floor I fought for so to me that sort of says that you have to you have to really try sometimes to be happy and you have to um make your own fortune and make your own yeah like sometimes to get to the good things it is a struggle and often it's rooted in a lot of pain so I think 
that that is an important message in the song yes definitely i agree um i i love that the line of this is my dance floor i fought for i think that that is like you know like can have so many meanings in on a personal level but also i really feel that in terms of like the queer community like you know because i can imagine basically like all these songs you can imagine at the club and when we say the club we mean the gay club um Mm -hmm. and like it's so like I think there's a lot to be said for like we have fought for this space and here is our space and this is like and that really resonates that I think and that's what what I feel for it but um, and then also on, on a personal level as well but yeah I think it's it's a lovely message power to you Gaga I'm a fan so should we move forward to fun tonight is the next track let's listen Gaga, ooh, la, la. so Lucy are you having fun tonight <laughs> I am having fun tonight, but what I do love about that song is that it does remind me of when sometimes you're not having fun tonight. And um, I get that. I feel that um, with Gaga as well. And uh, yeah, I feel like this song is the closest we get to a ballad on Chromatica because no ballads allowed on Chromatica, fair enough. Um, and it's like one of those ones that almost touches ballad. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, as same as you, there's not going to be a song on in this review shocker that I don't like uh, <laughs> uh, but it's it's not as much of, of a banger but it's got a powerful message and um yeah I'm here for it yeah it also has the um, easter eggs we were talking about earlier and the callbacks love the paparazzi love the fame and obviously about a partner yeah. that she had who was all about the kind of fame monster and not about Gaga herself and um about how she felt trapped by that and she was explaining that she feels sometimes trapped by um paparazzi and celebrity and he enjoys all of the trappings of that um yeah for me I think the message is really cool it's great to have a song that is a little bit different not just a pop banger and makes you feel like there's a few more shades to the album but I feel like it's just missing one little thing like maybe some kind of break um you know when it when it gets to the part where it says I'm not having fun tonight and then it leaps forward into another verse I think it needs something there yeah it doesn't I I agree it it sort of goes up and up and up and then it doesn't quite get there before doesn't quite it doesn't deliver on the highest point that it that I want yeah. it to in my mind. I agree. I agree. But, you know, maybe that's a metaphor for how she felt in the relationship. Who knows? Um yeah. but yeah, to to me it still bangs not as much of a banger as the rest so far. Absolutely. Okay, let's go through to a double biller. We've got Chromatica 2 into 911. Let me tell you, Olivia, that transition, Chromatica 2 into 911, was my biggest audible gasp when I first listened to this album. I am obsessed with that. It's the best transition, I think, on the album. Yes, absolutely. It just like does the thing of you're like, you're swept up into the sort of the the classical music, the music, the symphony, and you're like, oh yeah, here we are again, Chromatica, amazing. And then all of a sudden you're back, you're in the club and it's bam, 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 bam. Oh, I love it so much. I love it. <laughs> I listened to that so many times. <laughs> that into that. Thoughts, please. I think for me, the transition into 911 and that sort of experience is probably 
better than maybe just 911 in isolation to me as a song. I really like 911 in the context of that transition and in the context of the album. Could it work as a single? To me, no. But I maybe that's because I'm sport for bangers. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do still really like it. And I think, again, the return of the robot voice, you know how we love to see it. Um, my biggest enemy is me, Papa 911. Um, interesting um, in the sense of like, obviously it's talking about um, her struggles with mental health and about how, you know, I think a lot of us can relate to um, having struggles with our thoughts and feeling like we're our own worst enemy in a lot of situations and sort of feeling, oh, we're back here again pop a 911 whatever that is to you whether it's you know pills or destructive habits or being in a dark space that you can't get out of so i think that that metaphor and the sort of robotic voice for feeling disassociated and um really sort of struggling with a sense of identity at that time um is yeah it all sort of fits together really well for me and yeah i i i agree that Stupid Love and Rain on Me, they're they're the single tracks of the piece. But I think that 911 still finds its place really beautifully within the album. I um yes, I, I agree. Um I I I actually like this is one of my favorite ones. Um and I I can, could see it as its own. I have listened to it on its own without the trip without the trans I mean I haven't really, but I could. Um but, Yeah, well, I mean uh, why would I you when it- you know that's there? Yeah, exactly. Why would you? Um, I love it loads. I love the consistent robot voice. I think it does that exact thing. Like you say, it's to represent the like uh, loss of uh, identity when you're feeling really shit and when you don't know what like who you are uh, and you just like pop your 911, whatever, like you say, whatever that is. Um, I think it's it's great. I really like it loads. It's the one that I come back to loads and loads since the album's come out. So yeah, huge fan. Right, let's move forward. Up next, Plastic Doll. Gaga, ooh la la. So we've been taken to the world of Lady Gaga as if she were a Barbie, essentially. I uh, that song is it's good still, but it's just it doesn't get me going in the same way as a bunch of the other ones do. Um, I like it still a lot. Um, and uh. My but my favorite bit of that song is actually like near the end where it does the sort of breaky down bit where it sounds a bit sort of like wedding belly. I don't know what it sounds like. It reminds me of something. It's kind of wedding belly, like do 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 do. And I like that bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm not mad on it, but I don't hate it. Yeah, I like the bit towards the end. It reminds me of like a song that would be in like Wicked, which obviously you haven't seen because you're scared of green witches. Um, but it has to be to be honest, the song I'm least razzed about on the album. I feel like we've sort of covered this territory before. The Plastic Doll thing has sort of been done. It feels a bit Katy Perry-ish to me. And I enjoyed it. I don't dislike it, but it's not my standout from the album. Yeah, I think that sums it up. Shall we move swiftly on to Sour Candy? Gaga, ooh la la! So Sour Candy featuring Blackpink. I absolutely love this song. Love Blackpink. I think they really, really made it. Um, Their enthusiasm and energy on this song is really, really, um, is really, really infectious. 
and um, I just think that that is another pop banger to add to this enviable roster of tunes absolutely i completely agree i think it's a complete banger when i first heard it it was released i think the day before chromatica came out and i was like because i wasn't expecting there to be another release and i was like oh another one like i wasn't even sure if it like was and i was like oh i love it and it's obviously samples the same song as swish swish by katie perry which i uh, was a song I liked, um, but this is so much better because it's not Katy Perry, who I'm not mad about. Um, so <laughs> it's a great song. Love Blackpink on it. I think they are great. And yeah, it's it's such a banger. I think it's super fun and a great song in this part of the album. And it takes us from like songs that are a bit more about like, who sort of am I to a song sort of being like, this is who I am and you can take it or leave it. And back again to Who Am I with the next very mysterious song, Enigma. So Enigma, are you any more certain now who Lady Gaga is? Uh, Or what's going on here with this mysterious song? Well, what is... (laughs) Weirdly, and I don't know whether this... (laughs) I don't know what you think. It's a very specific thing that has just happened to me. But this song reminds me loads of like what the song would be on like a Thompson's package holidays advert. <laughs> ah, yes, I can see that. It's very sort of like powerful, like loud and like fun. And with like, and it's got like a bit of like um, some trumpet in it. So it's yeah. like- yeah. Like there's some, definitely yeah. like a kid coming down a water slide and being really happy about <laughs> it. Definitely like two really good looking parents, like smiling at each other and cheersing some cocktails together. And there's definitely just some like fresh seafood on a platter. That's what this song reminds me of loads. Well, that has elevated the song for me because (laughs) it's not one of my favorites, but now I'm just thinking holidays and now I'm there. I'm I'm there. I'm on the water slide myself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it's, it's, It's not one of my favorites either but um that's what it um evokes in my mind <laughs> rightly or wrongly I feel like a sort of like buttery voiced lady is going to be like Thompson's holiday you know like towards the end like that's just what it's saying to me Absolutely, who knows why? why not what what do you think of the song yeah it's not one of my favorites I think it's like solid but I I sort of trail off mid it I'm not really so much in it when I'm listening to it um and that's just me <laughs> okay well after the lockdown we'll uh, sell it into thompson's and see where we are and until then next up we have replay ga, ga, ooh, la, la. oh olivia it's like we're we're on a waltzer at the fun fair and that is playing <laughs> i feel like the chorus of that they're like just makes me feel like i'm on a waltzer <laughs> yeah it's very very circular yes yeah very like whoa, whoa, whoa which i like um it reminds oh it reminds me um, of Alejandro a bit, which uh, is obviously a banger. I don't know, there's something about it that reminds me of that. I don't know why, but maybe it's a similar way she's singing, etc. Um, which I'm a fan of. I like, I like, like right at the beginning of it where there's sort of that like bit where she sort of, you know, you can like hear her, but you can't fully hear her. Mm. And it sounds very sort of musical theater-esque, almost like I can picture her in like the shadow of a streetlight ready to bring this 
song into fruition. Yeah, there's a lot of like musical elements throughout this, even though it's predominantly like pop bangers. I do feel that thread running through it and I can't help but wonder if that's influenced by A Star Is Born. Yeah, probably. Partially, I think also maybe influenced by the fact that she like wanted to create like a story, like something that like feels more than just its individual parts. So maybe that like ties that together as well, like dr- making it more dramatic. Yeah, and I also like how in this song we hear an English robot. We do, yes. She can't explain. She can't explain. <laughs> but she's yeah. trying to. <laughs> but yeah, very much well, enjoyed the English robot, very much enjoy enjoy that circular refrain and uh yeah bangs yeah so next up we have the last transition of the album so we're going to be listening to chromatica 3 going into the third collaboration and last collaboration on the album which is signed from above with elton john and the bangers are back in town (laughs) oh to be in warehouse project with elton john right now (laughs) that song is a huge banger um and yes obviously elton love it i think everyone was probably expecting a ballad when they saw that there was elton on the on the album but no it's a true club banger and even though you know love elton i'm huge into it he is not the mvp of this song the mvp of this song is that drum and bass breakdown the drum and bass breakdown (laughs) is amazing and sort of unexpected yet totally expected at the end Yes, that that was the moment when I was listening to it the first time. I at, like full on laughed out loud that this was happening and was so gleeful. Yeah, it's yeah, a very joyful uh, took, bit of the song. Yes, and it really took me back to uh, the days of going to Tuesday Club at um, <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield Uni, which was the in-house drum and bass night. Um, and I, I, what I love about this song and th- this album is that it tracks all of the like times of my life in the club including this bit of my life where I used to go to drum and bass nights (laughs) which is perfect I love Elton John's lion-esque growly roary voice it's amazing I love Elton John and I just love the two of them together on this it shouldn't work in a sense but it absolutely does and I think like you were saying you expect some kind of ballad from the two of them you know there's like a pre-existing relationship she's godmother to his children they're very close and I think it was really really beautiful that they decided to do a song about how to them music has been their salvation and um you know music came to them um as if a sign from above and that sort of salvation was religious to them um yes absolutely and it wasn't done in sort of really overly sort of worthy ballady form it was done in a really sort of celebratory joyful gleeful dancing way and it's a way that you wouldn't expect those two to necessarily collaborate and I know it hasn't necessarily been reviewed as one of the top songs by a lot of the reviews of the album but to me it really is a standout on the album and I love it yeah same it's one of my tops for sure I love it loads I think it's great I think it's like 
pure hedonism, really euphoric. I love the like, um, when I was young, I felt immortal. Like, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I love that. I love that it sounds like she's like reciting a prayer when she's, you know, like really choral saying like, I heard one sign from above, really like angelic voice. Um, yeah, I, I uh, love this so much. And yeah, massive shout out to the drum and brace breakdown in this, the year of our Lord 2020. <laughs> And continuing on with um, the religious theme, actually for the next two songs and the last two songs on the album, up next we have A Thousand Doves. Gaga, ooh la la. Oh, Gaga, another great banger. What I thought was interesting about this song is, have you heard the piano demo as well? No. So I think it originally started, it was going to be like a piano song and it's basically is quite ballady. Um, and I think people who heard the leaked album, which not is, is not ourselves, um, thought that this song was like a ballad, like a piano version, which obviously Gaga is amazing at doing piano versions of songs. We like, you know, her version of Paparazzi on the piano is still one of my oh. top Gaga moments. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's great that they made it into like a, a club banger. I can totally um, and, see it as a ballad. Like, yeah. 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 You should listen to it. Um, I'll send you the link. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of this. I think it continues on the, the banger track. Um, it's got a, a lovely message about, you know, freedom being like a thousand doves. What more could you want? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good banger. It's more of a kind of chills, chilled banger for driving. So like... Yeah. It, it, you've got your Enrique Iglesias, you've got your Lady Gaga, A Thousand Doves, and you're on Queer GTA, and this is the song that you play. <laughs> oh my God, Queer GTA. We should make so that. Good. We should make that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what we're doing next. <laughs> so we've actually reached the very last song on the album now, Lucy. Can you believe it? I cannot. And this very last song on the album continues with the religious theme because this one is called... Babylon. Well, hello and goodbye. Or goodbye and hello to this song. When I first heard this song, I did laugh a lot. Um, It sounds to me, I mean, there's so much much going on here with this song, but it sounds to me almost like it's like the song from like a Disney film about Mesopotamia. Because like, it does that thing of really specifically, really specifically referencing like a place and things, you know, which would happen in like a Disney Like how song. they do in like Hercules <laughs> when they go to the Big yes. Olive. That's, yes, to the Big Olive. Like it's exactly that. It's like server agency style, like yeah. the Tower of Babel, like all those things are so like specific to a thing that make it see- like seem Disney-esque to me. That yeah, but it has to be linked. To, like take. Yeah, that's not to like take away from it. It's a banger. <laughs> and obviously it has um, the immortal line, that's gossip, which, you know, we love. So uh, yeah, your thoughts on this song. I know you're a big fan. I'm a big fan of this song. I just want to say that's gossip about everything, as I'm sure we all do. Um, I'm interested to know where you stand on people talking about this being like a ripoff of Madonna and Vogue because obviously it is sort of very reminiscent of a lot of parts of that song to my mind I think that that is self-conscious and that she's aware of that and it's a kind of kind of continuation of that sort of style of music she even says rip that song in the song exactly yeah so, I think it's yeah I think it's sort of like 
an homage to that it's also like you know this is a song i'm writing that you can absolutely vogue to i know you're going to so yeah, like does just because vogue has been written and it was amazing does that mean that we can't have a continuation of that sort of style of song in homage to for 2020 when we need it the most like i think the answer is no we can do that and that's okay and i for one want to see the tiktoks and i want to see them now <laughs> i'm surprised there aren't any tiktoks on this yet <laughs> i know there's not very many people serving ancient city style but maybe if we have a look we'll find them server ancient city style is so funny to me like <laughs> I-, I love it but it's so funny yeah i love i love claims like that where you're just like what is that even yeah. i don't know what it means but i want to do it so much and i want everything to be served in that style yes exactly <laughs> i mean I-, I think what this sort of like came out of was probably being like oh, let's have a song about gossip and then, oh, let everyone babbling. Oh, they're babbling on. Oh, Babylon. Oh, okay. We can make it like about Babylon. <laughs> yeah. Which is like not not the first time that people have like made that leap. Yes. But again, I don't care. And yeah. it's to me, fine. And it's a really funny self-conscious song. Like, yeah. I think she gets the joke of the song because she wrote it to be like that. So that's kind of my take from it and I think she knew what she was doing when she peppered it with the refrain that's gossip knowing that that's gossip would be forevermore part of the pop lexicon absolutely I agree with you and it and this whole album which we have just digested that was a really lovely experience um and I had a lot of fun listening to that along with you for the first time I know. Uh, what, what a self-indulgent treat for us. I know. If you're still with us, hello. <laughs> That's gossip. <laughs> We're glad you're here. Do you have a ranking? Um, it's very difficult. And I think that for me, a lot of them, I, I've, I, I have put them in an order, but a lot of them are like equals, equals, equals. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Give me two minutes. I'll try and do it. And I'll come back. Okay. Da, da, ooh, la, la. So, Olivia, do you have your definitive ranking? Maybe not definitive. Do you have your ranking that you have made just now after this very listen? Yes, it is by no means my final word on the subject. But it's my very sort of quick ranking that I've done post-album analysis. We are attaching each of the transitions to the song that precedes it. So 13 songs I'm going to list. I'm going to start from 13 and go to number one. Oh, good. Nice. Oh my God. I'm really really excited. (laughs) So coming in at 13, we have Plastic Doll. Coming in at 12, Fun Tonight. 11, Enigma. 10, Replay. 9, A Thousand Doves. 8, Alice. 7, 911. 6, Free Woman. 5, Sour Candy. Four, Rain On Me. And our top three, coming in at number three, Sign From Above. Number two, Babylon. And number one has to be Stupid Love. <laughs> Love it. That is so good. It's, ve- it's very similar to mine, but it's, there's a couple of very different uh, bits. Okay, so, go ahead. Uh, are you ready? Right. So at number 13, we have Enigma. At number 12, Plastic Doll. Number 11, Fun Tonight. Number 10, Replay. 
number nine, free woman, number eight, a thousand doves, number seven, Alice, number six, sour candy, number five, Babylon, number four, 911, just love that so much, number three, rain on me, Number two, sign from above. Number one, obviously, of course, I'm so pleased we agree. Stupid love. <laughs> that Nothing. is very similar. Other than the 911 yeah. thing, very similar. Yeah. And I would say that, like, yeah, as I said to you off mic, as it were, a lot of them are like equals on like a level. So like yeah. the top sort of top sort of five, six are one, the next sort of four are one, and then the yeah. next the middling and lower yeah. could all be kind of nudged three places either way. Yes. Exactly, yeah. And on any given day, they might change. So, yeah. But Stupid Love is, it's the one. I, yeah. I, I don't know why, but it just is the best one. It's the best <laughs> one. And so that concludes our incredibly long and self-indulgent analysis of Chromatica by Lady Gaga. How do you feel? I feel great. I have one question for you I wanted to ask. I don't know why this came to me, but it did. Um, sort of as a closeout, but Right. And I think I know your answer already, but Mm, mm. if you had to get a tattoo of one lyric from this album, what would it be? This is the dance floor that I fought for. Oh, that's my answer as well. I thought you were going to say that's gossip. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not going to tattoo that's gossiped myself. (laughs) I think we should all get them. Like me, you, all our mates, that's gossip everywhere. (laughs) I think we should get that's gossip down the side of our index finger so we can go, shh, that's gossip. (laughs) yes that'd be perfect that is what uh we are living and longing for now so yeah the the first thing that we'll do post lockdown yeah (laughs) absolutely group trip to the tattoo parlor perfect can't wait yes this has been a lovely fun time it's fun to do something a bit different um and to really dive into something way more than we usually do (laughs) but Gaga Um, deserves our time and our reverence she does so as usual if you want to get in touch with us please do through the usual channels we would love to hear your thoughts especially on Chromatica do you have your own ranking please send it to us let us know how it compares with ours if you want to get in touch you can tweet us at Queer Longing you can follow us on Instagram at Queer Longing as well or email us queerlonging at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you we've had um a few really nice messages over the past couple of weeks and quite a few new followers as well so hello if you haven't listened to us before and this is your first time this isn't how we usually do things but it's kind of a bit how we usually do things so without wanting to babble on I think that's it for this episode and we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next week bye It's hard. Oh, I don't need to mute myself, but um <laughs> please do. When I was young, I felt immortal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go to the toilet. Okay. Ga ga ooh la la.